0: Good day and welcome to the Waystations Ministries Podcast. I'm Greg Spencer with a light for your journey and a good word for the road. It's great to be traveling together and I thank you for coming with me. Let's ride together for a while. Hi, friends, it's Greg Spencer once again with the Waystations Ministries Podcast. It's a pleasure to be sharing with you again today. We are in the midst of an interesting season, if you will, for the last several days. Uh, There's been a heat wave that's been moving across the country, and uh, we have not been exempt from it here in the Northeast in western Pennsylvania. Uh, In fact, I was going to be at a uh, concert we were going to be providing yesterday evening, but a storm came up and uh, pretty much washed us all out, so that didn't happen. And that came because of the humidity and, and the heat that had been building all day, and that's usually what happens during the course of the day. So that's the way it is. But that's not really what this is all about, is it? Well, maybe it is. I hope that you've had a good week. I hope that you've uh, been able to hear some of the other podcasts that we've done. I'm really thrilled that we're getting out there every week now, and there are increasing numbers of uh, sites that are carrying our podcasts. So it is a great pleasure to be with you, and I hope that you enjoy this session, this episode of the Waystations Ministries podcast. By the way, if you want to communicate with me, you're welcome to do so. Uh, my email address is Greg at Waystations Ministries. That's G R E G at W A Y W-A-Y, stations S T A T I O N S Ministries M I N I S T R I E S dot O R G, and uh, be happy to uh, communicate with you via email through that Waystations website and email address. So, what's going on? There is so much discontent, so much anxiety going on around us, and I think that there's something that we can do about it. I think there's something we'd like to do about it. We may not know what to do about it. All I hear is negativity. And if I don't hear negativity, I hear silence. There's not much to counter it, at least not what I've heard lately. Uh, People are complaining about the government they complain about the company, they complain about the boss, they complain about their co-workers, their supervisors, or their subordinates. They complain about their plans not working out, there's too much to pay and too little to pay it. They have various theories and debates and so-called proofs on all sides of whatever issue you'd like to think about, supporting their positions, and they're inflexible to hear other opinions or to respect others and their differences of opinions, so we argue and then we separate. Here's one thing I know. Being down, being anxious, being afraid is not good. I don't think it's what any of us want, but it is something that so many seem to accept. Maybe they think it's fate. Maybe they think it's a way of life. Maybe they think it's the way we have to be in certain circumstances. I'm not sure it is. I don't think that's what I understand in terms of spirit. It's not the way my uh, life and my heart is motivated. I don't think that's what it says in the scripture. In fact, I don't think that's what it says in any of the holy writings of any of the denominations or worships. I think most are trying to find positive things for our lives and positive direction for our thoughts and for our deeds. I don't think anything uh, lifts up the idea that being down is good. In my opinion, it's evil. It intimidates. It immobilizes. It increases the darkness that surrounds our souls. It's not the way we want things to be. It's not the way we understand the plan of God to be. And I don't think it's required to be the way the world seems to be. Oh, it's easy for us to fall into it. It's easy for us to uh, give in to the darkness, to uh, allow it to overwhelm us. This is a thing. With evil and darkness and storm, what it does is it screams for our attention. And very often we're willing to give it. And we see that in the bad things that happen in the world and the eagerness of the media to cover it, to put that in the news, to put it up on the uh, various talk shows and to talk about it ad infinitum. They talk about it all day and they talk about it all night. And you can surround yourself with it if you want, but I'm not sure it helps a whole lot. Here's another thing I know. Arguments and complaints do not accomplish much. Neither does moping or laying around or doing nothing. It doesn't help to eat to excess or to drink to excess or to party to oblivion or become apathetic, to molt, if you will, to hide in our living rooms or to watch TV until we can't anymore. (laughs) there was a time some time ago, early days of television, when uh, most of the uh, programming did not go 24 hours. And so at a certain point, they'd play the national anthem and they'd put on a symbol, uh, some kind of a logo that would be on the screen for the rest of the night. And then it would start up again in the morning. Now, of course, you can go 24 hours. So you can have it on all day and all night. And you can just surround yourself with that misery. And what it does is it depresses us. And that's not where we want to be. These things do not help. They do not work. And the cost for them is astronomical. So what do we do? In this heat wave, there are record temperatures all across the country. There are more fires in the west and southwest than there have been in recent history, at least. Uh, There's been intense humidity, and people are beefing about the heat. And it always cracks me up because... Just a couple of months from now, they'll be beefing about the cold. So (laughs) it's what we do. We're like a pendulum swimming back and forth between what we like and what we don't. Usually what we talk about is what we don't. Well, the other day, I had to take a walk. I took a walk in what felt like 100 degrees. I think it was only around 91, but the humidity and the direct sunlight was, was pretty intense. It wasn't the most pleasant thing, at least not at first. I took this walk not because I wanted to. In fact, all the media weather guys were saying stay in and I didn't have that opportunity. I took the walk because I had to. I had to drop my car at the shop for inspection. And uh, as a result, I had to drive to the location and then I had to walk home. Now, the comical thing about this is on the hottest day of the summer, this is when I choose to do this. And later, it was amazing that on this particular occasion... Uh, someone who had an appointment before mine didn't show up. And so they were able to do the inspection on the car and they got the inspection done far sooner than they expected. I thought I'd be leaving it overnight and it turned out they only had it for an hour or two. And so I got the call and that meant that I had to walk back. I had to walk back through that heat and through that sun and through that humidity. Oh boy. Well, an interesting thing happened along the way while I was taking this walk. What was The first thing that I noticed was the heat, of course, and I knew that by the time I got the walk finished, I would be perspiring pretty heavily and it was pretty warm, but I decided that wasn't what I wanted to focus about. I didn't want to do this whole walk feeling miserable, and I didn't want to be thinking miserable thoughts. I looked up and I saw the sunlight and I saw these white fluffy clouds floating around, And I thought that was just gorgeous. I thought that was remarkably beautiful. And it's something that we don't stop to pay attention to when we're rushing to and from work or rushing about in assignments or tasks. Very seldom do we take the time to, what they used to say, stop and smell the roses. What it means is we don't appreciate the beauty of what's around us. And there is beauty. I remember years ago, uh, I was living in a place of northwestern Pennsylvania where it was woods, forest, and in the winter time, I learned how to develop an appreciation for the color gray. I never really cared that much about it before, but in the wintertime, when it was so stark and winter uh, brought snow that was deep and would last quite a long time, uh, driving around through that and the various things you do as a pastor— um, I was in it all the time and I started to really appreciate the diver- the variety of trees and how their trunks looked and what it was like to see them in the snow and to see them responding to the snow, to see the differences that took place. I never thought that I would appreciate that dark color. I always thought that was dreary until I was in it enough that I could learn how to appreciate it. Well, this is what I'm tr- the point I'm trying to make is we often ignore, or misconstrue the things that are going on around us so that we don't see the beauty of what might be there. Unless maybe we have to, or someone points it out. The interesting thing beyond that, I remember, is right now the skies after the storms pass are pretty clear. And so the ability to see the full moon, or to see Jupiter and its moons, or to see the various movement of the stars uh, is just fabulous if you're willing to take the time and go out in the dark. I uh, take a pair of binoculars and enjoy looking at the stars, and it's just mesmerizing. It's wonderful, and it brings a sense of peace and comfort in doing so. Well, the same thing happened while I was taking my walk to and from the auto shop. What happened was I suddenly discovered as I was walking down this pastoral street that I was feeling what I thought was a breeze, Now, I didn't feel that breeze when I was out in the middle of the sun, but when I would walk underneath the trees, I could see a few leaves turning this way and that, and it felt like a little cool wisp of breeze across my face. And that felt wonderful. And I really enjoyed that. It was like, what a surprise on this hot day to find a breeze. But as I looked, I discovered that there really wasn't a breeze. There wasn't any wind blowing. There were no flags that were moving in any way. So I started to pay a little bit closer attention. What was happening? How was I feeling this wind across my face? And what it was is that in the stillness of the sunshine and the heat of the day, nothing was moving. So when I walked, I created the breeze that was being felt upon my face. It's the same thing as if you were driving in a convertible. You take the roof off the car and you're driving, you feel the wind. When the roof is on it, you don't even notice there is any wind because there isn't. It's created as a draft because of the movement of the car. Well, that's exactly what was happening when I was taking my walk. And so I was starting to feel and appreciate and enjoy that cool breeze in the middle of this scorchingly hot day. I looked at the trees and the shade and looked forward to each bit of shade that I could walk under because it did feel a little bit less hot underneath it, and I think it is to some degree. But taking that walk helped me to remember about learning how to be still and how to appreciate and how to look and how to listen, how to feel. So you could start to hear the birds sing and you could see uh, not so many animals out in the sunlight and not too many people were out about and walking. But you could see the grass and you could see the flowers. You could see the gardens. You could see how people care for their homes and how they decorate them. You can see the variety of paint. You don't see too many uh, houses that are exactly alike right next to each other. Of course, that's true in some places. But in these older towns, uh, everyone has its own unique identity and people usually try to do something to set it apart, and they at least are the ones who appreciate it. A lot of other people will take it for granted. But this day, I was trying to look and observe and see what is the beauty, both from God and from nature and man-made, and it made the walk go much faster. I wasn't thinking about the heat. I wasn't concentrating on the heat. I wasn't trying to complain. I was trying to enjoy. And because of that... I was able to feel better. I was able to make my way and not be miserable. And that is something that I wanted to pass on to you today. And it's not just that. It's in issues of all kinds of spirituality, mental challenge, problems that we face. The scripture, the Old Testament scripture, if you will, from the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, we're talking thousands of years ago, in chapter 8, verse 10, it says this. He said to them, "Go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions of them to those who for whom nothing has been prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength." The key that I wanted to lift up, of course, is the joy of the Lord is our strength. Very often, when there are problems or crises or complaints or difficulties that we have to face, uncertainties, fear, anxieties, darkness that's way outside of our control, we don't think about joy in those times. We think about misery. And misery makes us feel worse. It makes us feel weak. It makes us withdraw. It makes us try all kinds of things to escape without any of them being productive. Maybe it's not avoiding it. Maybe it's not escaping from it, but maybe it is about being able to be joyful in the midst of it and all the way through it. And that's what I wanted to try to offer to you in this podcast. We have the freedom of mind to choose where we want to put our attention. We can determine whether our spirits are going to be crushed or if we're going to hope beyond, if we're going to look up, if we're going to look out, if we're going to try to find what is good. I uh, always liked this uh, calendar I used to have on my desk. <clears throat> Had a little bits of, uh, oh, worldly wisdom, I suppose. And this one was a poem. It said, uh, always reach from the, for the stars. You may not come down with one, but you're not going to come up with a handful of mud either. <laughs> I thought. I still think that's a charming little thought. When you are looking for the good, you will find it. When you're looking for the bad, you'll create it. And this is something that Jesus talks about, too. He says, seek and ye shall find. A lot of people think that that's just about the scripture or about him or about God. But basically, I'm thinking that what he really means is what you're putting your attention on, what you're seeking, what you're filling your mind or your heart with. Well, that's what you're going to end up with. Well, if that's true, then I want to be very careful about what it is that I'm letting to fill my mind and to fill my heart. I want to be very careful about it being positive rather than negative. I find the more I look for the good and the more I try to point it out to help others to see it, uh, the happier I become, the more joyful they become, the freer they feel. And together, it's much better. And so this is what I'm trying to offer to you today. Because we have this freedom of mind, we get to control what we think about and ultimately the destiny of how we're going to feel and how we're going to make it through. Some situations are difficult and long-term. Some are short-term and immediate. Some have long-term consequences. Some will forget within a day. But what we want to do is find the way to live well all the way through it and beyond it into whatever comes next. You and I both know that the heat of the summer will pass pretty soon as we go into the fall. And we know, too, that while the summer is over and we might grieve its passing, the fall has its own wonder and its own beauty. I understand that uh, pumpkin spice has begun to take over the commercial markets and uh, various flavors. <clears throat> I saw a sign at a... at a. Uh, A tire dealer, I believe it was, who said they're now serving pumpkin spice, and I'm thinking, pumpkin spice tires? (laughs) That's what happens in the fall. But you know that the decorations are already appearing in the stores, and people are looking forward, and they're already putting those uh, various pumpkin spice flavored things out on the market. We know beyond that, Christmas, although we sometimes complain about the decorations appearing in September, it starts to make us think about the joy of Christmas and the promise of the new year. In other words, there is always something to look forward to, and there are many sources that provide it. I would suggest that there are also many beautiful things to enjoy around us, and the more we observe it, and the more we appreciate it, the more relaxed, the more peaceful, and the more joyful we become. And that's what I'd like to leave you with. I'd like you to be thinking about what is the good that's around me. I presume there is good. And if I look hard enough, I'm going to find it. And when I find it, I'll know joy, even in the hardest of times, even in the most difficult or fearful of times, even in the most uncertain times. Because when we're uncertain, it's helpful to think, what do I know for sure? I know who loves me. I know who I love. I know my gifts, my talents, my abilities. I know my past success. I know who I am. I know how I'm going, where I'm going, what I'm doing, and why I'm doing it, why I'm doing it that way. I know these things, and they cannot be taken away by anybody or anything. With that kind of certainty, we can choose how we're going to feel, how we're going to be, what we're going to say, what we're going to do, how we present ourselves to others. And if it's good, they will rejoice too. And that's the kind of world we'd like to see, isn't it? A community where people support each other, encourage each other, point out the great to each other, and help each other to live better. I always believe there is better at lying ahead. I'm grateful for the good things of the past. I realize that there are good things around me, and there always will be. And with that kind of life and attitude, there's always good to find, and that's why joy lies in gratitude. That's why joy lies in hope. Those who overcome themselves and start to focus this way will find freedom that they didn't think was possible. And that's what I hope for you. That's what I hope for me. That's what I hope for everybody. So that's our podcast for today and for this week. I hope you find it helpful. I hope you think about it from time to time. Maybe you'll experience something great. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Then you can smile and say, hey, it doesn't just have to be today. It can be every day. So I'll look forward to being with you again next week. I hope you'll tune in. I hope you'll share it with your friends. And uh, know that I'm praying for you, that I'm wanting to bless you in every possible way. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I'd like to thank you for being with us this time and hope that you'll join us again next time, next week when we get together for a little more time on the road together. May it be good for you all the way through.